Hey, everybody, it's Amanda. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season, and I hope you enjoy today's episode, which is the very first installment of The Conversation Pit, a brand new series that we are running on our Patreon. It is both an audio and video podcast where we answer all of the questions that we normally don't have time for in after parties about like who we are, how we met, how we like our jobs, what we do for fun, our personal lives, stuff that has nothing to do with D&D and Sometimes, yes, also about D&D. So it was incredibly fun to make. And I have great news, which is everybody now today, right after this little message, can listen to the first episode of The Conversation Pit right here on your podcast feed. And if you're already a patron or if you're like, hey, hell yeah, love this. Let me become a patron. There is another brand new Conversation Pit episode waiting for you right now on Patreon. It's out already. So go on over to Patreon. You can get the audio edition at our $5 tier, the video edition at our $10 tier, and enjoy everything that the Conversation Pit has to offer. These have been incredibly fun to record. We go over time every time because it is just so much fun and I don't want to stop talking. So thank you for enjoying it. Thank you to everybody who makes time and space in their budgets each month to support us on Patreon. We literally couldn't do the show without you. And if this bonus content isn't enough, did you know you can also get ad-free episodes at our $8 tier? You can get access to our Discord at any tier. And hey, we even have a tier where you can play a private one-shot game with the four of us. We have done several of them. They are so much fun to do. You can even pick the game. So check out all of the goodness that we have to offer at patreon.com slash join the party pod. That's patreon.com slash join the party pod. We'll see you next week with an after party. And then after that, we have some surprises in store for January. We've got hot shit coming, folks. Get ready. All right. Enjoy the episode. Folks, I would like for you to close your eyes, okay? Okay. okay. I see you, motherfuckers. Close your eyes. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> we are in a house. There are wide windows. There are wooden beams on the ceiling. The Brandon, why are you laughing about wooden beams on the ceiling? I love wooden no, beams. No reason. No, keep going. We'll get there. Um, there is a kitchen uh, behind us, and every surface of the kitchen is cream formica. Huh. Look to your left. There's a cute little mid-century modern side table. It's got glassware on it. All the glassware is amber colored. <laughs> Whoa. You look up the walls. They're avocado green. Ooh, oh, you go no. to the bathroom. It's carpeted. Oh, you no. You look up. And weirdly, the floor is at eye level because this is the conversation pit, baby. Wow! Did I have my eyes closed for the longest? Is that what happened? Yes. I was looking down. I wasn't looking at anyone else. Mm -hmm. You Uh, just unfortunately described my dad's actual house because he did buy it in the 70s. Oh, good. Now I can ask Brandon. Brandon, did you go in this house? Yeah. Okay. Do you feel pressure to not pee on the carpet? (laughs) Eric? Just unbelievable pressure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 For Tell all me more. for all the types of people who need to pee standing up. Yeah. Like it's already 
for most people who have to do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's already a lot of pressure. I don't want to be grouped in with the other people sure. who do this who are sloppy peers. Sure. Right? And now, even though you're I've never peed on stuff before in my life, I have the extra pressure of, oh, if I mess up, it is now going to be soaked into this shag yeah. carpeting. I, yeah. I am no better than the puppy. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, I will Incredible. like. To, I'll start off this uh, this uh, intimate revelatory uh, segment with a funny uh, pee on the carpet story, if you would like. Let's go. Of course, it's not actually on the carpet, but one of my um, most core memories that comes up just constantly in my head because of shame and embarrassment sure. was I used them. to um, my uh, my friends, my neighborhood friends, lived down the street. I used to go to their house all the time. And uh, I was, you know, 13, maybe. And I didn't know that if people who pee standing up, you should always clean off the the seat after you go. Sure. Because I was a dumb boy who's an idiot. Someone at some point has to tell you that. But this is what I'm saying. A lot of people still don't do this. And now you need to do this. So you need to, like, make sure you're not this person. And, like, at some point you switch from peeing sitting to not peeing sitting. So, like, there's a lot of, like, transition that you have to do. Exactly. I I get it. Exactly. So, but the embarrassing part was in the car the next day because we carpooled to school. No, um, the, the mom, mom said something. No. The mom no. was like, "Oh yeah, blah 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 blah," and they're like, "All right." They had this rhyme that was like, "If you, if you sprinkle when you tinkle, be a sweetie, wipe the seedy." <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. That is so embarrassing. I probably was actually a little bit younger age. than thirteen. That seems really stupid for thirteen, but yeah. No, it probably was. I'm going with it. I. You know that family cannot communicate with each other. <laughs> Unless it's in uh-huh. rhyme and they say something like tinky. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, that's that real. plays in my head every time I stand. I pee standing up. <laughs> Brandon, thank you for, in the shag-carpeted dome of this conversation pit, sharing yeah. that with us. Yeah, we You're had a welcome. similar rhyme, which is... At the dinner, eat your fill. When grandma dies, we're not arguing about this. We're looking at the will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, folks, welcome into the conversation pit, uh, where we are going to be answering questions about uh, life, uh, what, I don't know, Pokemon, our horoscope is, just making things up right now, uh, <laughs> things that we would typically love to talk about but don't have time to do in the after parties when we are chock-a-block with plot. Uh, so we are doing it now. We've gotten so many excellent questions from you patrons on both Patreon, uh, on our Patreon post that I'm going to make every month, but when we record these, uh, and also in the Discord, we're only going to scratch the surface of them. Don't worry, I'm keeping them all in my, um, let's say, burnt orange ceramic dish, mm. uh, where I'm going to keep, uh, I wore my orange shaggy sweater today, just just for the conversation pit. Um, I'm keeping <laughs> them all, keep them coming, and I am really excited to get started. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, for anyone who's not watching the video version, anyone who's just listening to the audio, I am in the most beautiful, perfect 70s maroon <laughs> suit true. you've ever seen. It's true. Brandon Wide has so, collar. so mm-hmm. much chest hair is popping mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think people ever use chest hair merkins? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. For sure. Yeah. Brandon yeah, yeah. lived in LA. He knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. All right. Right on. Yeah. It's called right a churkin? <laughs> Chest, chestin, Turp- <laughs> hang on. Oh boy! No, don't. What are we doing? <laughs> don't 
doing? Hold on, Amanda. Amanda, the host is pulled over and is all googling this. Hold on. <laughs> I think a merkin is anything that's not on the head. Do you think it's, it's just? A, no, no, it's a pubic wig. Oh, it's just for. Okay, it's sorry. specifically pubic. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was not toupee or wig. That's I on. See. Hey, that's on me. It's just a sparkling toupee. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, right. someone's okay. never worn a chirkin. <laughs> Great. I do want to point out that the um, the search, the, the usage trends of the word Merkin mm-hmm. spike significantly post-World War II, and I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. Hmm. You know? Film? I, I don't Film? know. Much uh, like the espresso. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, oh, hey, I want to talk about something that I heard on a podcast. Speaking of espresso, I've been thinking so about this. probably not week. true. I, I know, which is why, because it didn't come up in my previous research. Uh-huh. So you uh, did a Head Hard Gut episode about espresso-based drinks. Yeah, if you don't know about Head Hard Gut, it's the one we do uh, for the multi-crew, which is the membership that we have hey, for multi-crew. sign up for it. Yeah, you get, it's great. Yeah, it's really good. We've been doing it for years, and we always argue about which is the best of three things. And we did hot drinks. And I chose espresso, mm-hmm. so I did a lot of research into espresso. One of which was, uh, a, like, I dove into the like Italian Museum of Espresso, which told me a lot. The like espresso, it's been around since like the turn of the century, and only got re- like patented. Then, then you'd think it's a lot, uh, like uh, a lot older thing. Yeah. Here's the thing I heard on a podcast, which he said that he heard from a tour guide in Italy. Okay. That Mussolini invented the espresso because he wanted the Italians to be caffeinated but did not want to, them to laze around. No. And I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> that's Correct. obviously a lie. If you've ever known an Italian or an Argentinian for that matter, they'll make one espresso last for two hours. You know yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like I heard that and then came up. I just wanted to share that with nah. everybody. It nah, was dude. a guy. I'm pretty sure it was a guy who he wasn't even like a coffee person. He was a machine person. He was machine like, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It was all. It stuff, was more yeah. the espresso was some was just like an offshoot of coffee culture in that area. But as the industrial revolution started, it was the espresso machine mm-hmm. right. was what, what was patented at the turn of the century. And like Mussolini was just like a fascist glint in his father's eye at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 So I thought that was bullshit. But I thought that the all four of us here would appreciate oh, yeah. that absolute. To, what a great level. lie. To be fair, if I were a tour guide, I would entertain myself by telling fun lies. Yes. Sure. Yes. That's yeah. fair. Yes. I think that like it had everything of a fake thing you'd hear on the internet, which is like villain of history, mm-hmm. vaguely plausible, and like explaining something from a region, like giving a reason to something mm-hmm. yeah. that didn't exist. Like this is the mythology. Like I was this is say, the that's cre- just mythology. <laughs> this is the creation story, Julia. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you're not wrong. <laughs> of espre- yeah. of espressi. This is why you know Mussolini is why the sun goes down in one place <laughs> and the rays in the other place. Yeah, Mussolini yeah. pissed off a bird. Now we have the moon. <laughs> That makes sense. That checks out. That one might not be true, but Mussolini did. Well, he did invent moose. That's where we get the name moose. (laughs) Oh, that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the dessert. I mean, not the animal. I was going to say the animal or. Yeah. No. Are you lying to me? Yeah. (laughs) No, it's a French word. Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. All right. Brandon, you're starting. Sneaky Sloths asks How do you feel about answering personal questions, bitch? Uh, <laughs> Sneaky Sloths did put bitch at the end of that question, too. <laughs> no, they did not. I cannot defame Sneaky Sloths. They asked some great questions, one of which is, how do you feel about answering personal questions? I thought this was a good kickoff. It's a great kickoff. I feel generally okay with it. Um, I'm pretty much an open book, but sometimes I like to keep little nuggets for myself. But otherwise, I'm pretty much an open book. Mm. Cool. Fair, fair. Love that. Yeah. How do y'all feel about it? 
Uh, let me go last because I think my answer is going to segue into some other questions that I know that we have. Sure. sure. Chill. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I talk about a lot of stuff a lot of the time, so it's not weird to be asked a personal <laughs> yeah. question. You know. Go to South Street Dive and listen to Julia <laughs> talk about Not the name stuff. of the bar, but that's fine. I'm trying. You're I've trying. never. Eric I went there one time. You. I went one time. No, I appreciate Eric you. definitely not trying to dox me. Yeah. Yeah, that is one thing we will not be telling is our addresses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we did get some questions about our social security numbers, but they were all very, very lighthearted. So. There were like 16 <laughs> emote reacts to that, and I'm like, damn, doc. <laughs> Zero nine five. No. Yeah. When I actually, when Eric and I were getting married, and I put my social on the paper, he was like, "Is that right?" I'm like, "They don't all start with the same number, baby." And he was like, "Oh, right." Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I thought it was in either. a row. No, I mean, right. Yeah. You'd but think- no, they they assign them from the bottom as people die and they get retired. Oh. Huh. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, oh, I was so there I have with a dead person social security number. That's cool to know. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think it is, one. Julia? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Mussolini. <laughs> um, I love answering personal questions. I love to talk about myself. I think I'm really interesting. I have good opinions. When people ask me about things I'm interested in, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, hold my beer. I love it. It's great. I love it. Good. Yep. Good. Um, the podcasts that we all created, I think we don't get a chance to talk about like ourselves all that much. Um, so especially if we joined the party being like my main one and the one that I did until I started doing ones that like required less fictional creation and actual like running mm-hmm. um so i also like answer questions myself i feel like i never get them and it's funny like you know make the whole point of making stuff is that you don't need to be an influencer or whatever that means like you're not selling yourself you're selling the thing that you make which is always mm-hmm. the thing that i always wanted to do in content creation or whatever and now like i also want to share stuff about myself but i can't figure out the places to put that and i also know like you know the dividing line between product and person especially in podcasting um is important so like you let the parts of you sneak in um which is why we wanted to do the conversation pit in the first place so i very much want to talk about myself i just haven't figured out the places to do Where? so yeah. Yeah. For a while there, I think in 2021, I'm like, Amanda, can you ask me a question, a probing question about myself every once in a while? Well, also, we were talking to no one else. Yeah, we were talking to no yeah. one. Yeah. So that was so that was certainly helpful. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, the question surgeon, Michelle Spurgeon, nice. wanted to know, and of course, her uh, honorific transcends between the after party. It, it carries. Of course. Uh, of like course. interest. Um <laughs> She wants to know, how did each of you meet each other? And if you want to share about your significant others. Well, Amanda and I met as five-year-olds. We met in kindergarten. Do you remember that? I I don't remember the specific moment, but I like, I remember that that's a thing that happened to me. I have lots of memories of Julia uh, with slightly tangled hair and a little dusty running around our playground. That was, that was right. That was correct. Julia was like pig pen. For... <laughs> Not dirty. I mean, I said a dusty. little dusty. No, no. Like Julia was just getting in a scrap. Julia bit a kid once. Um, Julia like would threaten to fight someone on the playground if they were bullying someone. And then Julia and I, as we became, we weren't always in the same class because there were like three different teachers in our, in our different grades. Um, would sort of trade off taking out the same library books, including a big mm. like encyclopedic book of Greek mythology. Um, including uh, one where we like drew and then laminated with scotch tape our own mytholo- mythological trading cards. We did which do that. I, I wish still existed. Yeah. 
Me too. Julia checks out the giant book of mythology, and then a week later, Amanda checks out the same book and opens it, and it's all cut out, and there's just a gun in it. (laughs) (laughs) There was also that, and then a book about dogs that we did the same thing with. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you'll never learn about Medusa, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No one else can know about her. (laughs) Exactly. This is Julia's career plan for Checks Watch 25 Years in the Future. (laughs) It's where you learn something, and then you burn it, so no one else gets to learn it. That's how it works. That's how knowledge works. So she has to tell me on spirits. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Uh, I met Brandon. I man, I still fucking remember this. Okay, so the job. Yeah, it wasn't twenty five years ago. (laughs) It wasn't twenty five years ago. But I met Brandon at this terrible job that we had at a very large media conglomerate. I know it's behind the paywall. Sirius XM. Oh, Sirius XM. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you could say it. I can't. I forgot about that. Uh, Because you left to go get a better job, and I left acrimoniously. No, I left without a job, Eric, because it was that bad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just didn't have to sign the thing because I got a little bit of money for it. That's right. So we had this terrible, terrible fucking job. It was like, you know, it was supposed to be a podcast discovery program inside of SiriusXM. It was like they had a little startup inside of it. And therefore, it was bad and terrible because it was mismanaged and also... We were relatively young. I mean, we were in our late 20s, but they treated us like we were 17, which was the worst. Cool. Um, But Brandon is the one who taught me how to edit and record audio because I didn't know how to do it because it was impossible to learn (laughs) at that time. You had to, like, go to this one camp where they chose five people to go to Vermont and teach you how to record podcasts. And then I was, like, I had a creative adjacent jobs for a really long time. I had a job at a weather app where I had to write up, like, little fun. Funny jokes that a little cat in a raincoat would tell you the weather. So it's um, called Poncho. It's pretty cute. It's called Poncho. I miss that. I, I know I gave away the sweatshirt because I didn't want it anymore, but I, I shouldn't have given it away. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's where I met Brandon. I met Brandon because they didn't have anything for me to do for the first week. Apparently, there was like a massive hiring push, and I was part of like a big group of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't have anything to do, so I just like interviewed everyone in the office asking them what their jobs were and how they did it. Everyone else was full of shit. Uh, but then Brandon and then Brandon put, had an Adventure Zone bandana that he put mm-hmm. up in the makeshift studio we have. And I'm like, oh, I've been listening to that. <laughs> and, and then fast forward, uh, I've Brandon uh, ruins my DM choices all the time. Cool. There's a signed post-it that's framed in the office that says, I am your mute. Oh, wait. Oh, that's a different thing. That was much later. I got to go get it. That's right there. Yeah, that's Uh, what happens when you fast forward. That's what I mean. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, And I uh, met Eric at NYU. Uh, He wrote for the school blog, and we had a professor in common. Twitter was really big. It was 2010. Uh, And so one of my my professor, my mentor, was, like, uh, using Twitter as a, like, discussion tool in class. And so he, like, maintained a list of, like, NYU English students, like, on Twitter, et cetera. Um, And I basically met Eric through that didn't meet him in person for another three or four years until our eyes met over cheese platter uh, <laughs> the day of my senior thesis defense when Eric was in his uh, last year of his master's program learning uh, how to teach children yeah. uh, and then was like, oh, free cheese for sure. And I was like, oh, are you Eric from the internet? And he's like, yeah. And then we didn't talk again for another several years until both <laughs> of us started podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Wee! All right, here it is. So you can see in the video version... You can see there's a post-it here that I made Brandon sign that said, Eric is my muse, and Brandon signed it. It's from March 
first to 2019. This wow. is coming up on like five years old. Wow. Was and that for? I think that was for uh, Next Stop. That was mm-hmm. the, ne- the one below it is that if Eric writes an audio sitcom, I, Brandon, will make it. And then we both signed that. Yeah. Cool. That was that. And then another point I made you. Yeah. I was probably writing Next Stop at that point, too. Uh, but then I made you. Uh, I made you say you were my. I was your muse. I didn't date the other one, but that. Would, oh, like, yeah, I bet okay. these were at similar times. God, next up is so good. I it's, it really if you is. Really good. To it, please go listen to it. Yeah. I still think about it often. So it's an audio sitcom that uh, we made the us as a as a fearsome foursome before Julia was the fourth player of Join the Party, um, and uh, Julia was the assistant director and cast the show. Brandon directed it. Eric wrote it, and I. Um, got money uh, and got us enrolled in SAG. Business did. Um, Man, can we talk about that a little bit? Because that really kind of disappeared. I don't think we have anything negative to say, but remember where that was? Like, imagine, remember where this, we were set up in January 2020? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. January 2020. Brandon yep. had just built this beautiful studio. We got a bunch of microphones. We casted real film and TV and theater actors uh, from New York, uh, paid SAG dues, got them all in the studio, uh, recorded over the course of a week. It was so much fun. I have so many videos. We still have the bottle of Plan B beer that we opened after uh, we finished. And uh, then we released it in, you know, we released a trailer on Valentine's Day 2020 when we were all oh at a God. conference in L.A. Um, and then... It launched in April of 2020, uh, and I'm still super fucking proud of it. And every month, it gets like a thousand downloads still, and people are listening to the whole thing. Which Audio really fiction happy. is such a tale. But yeah. remember, the reason we got the money was because Patreon like gave us a loan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which Patreon. they which they immediately stopped doing because yes. it fell apart. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Patreon was uh, f- uh, working on. Like a thing that they, I think, are trying to do and communicating very badly is like making in several tools for creators. One of which mm. is, hey, if I if my job is podcaster, it's hard to convince a bank to give me money because they think I'm full of shit. Uh, like <laughs> podcasters, a generation above us, have had trouble like buying houses and stuff because a bank is like, I don't know what the fuck you do. But now, you know, you get a 10.99 from Patreon. That's a little more, you know, understandable. Um, so Patreon basically gave us an advance on our earnings. And so yeah. they, you know, gave us some money up front. We used that money to hire actors, pay everybody here, you know, get the microphones we needed, et cetera. Um, and then we paid that back over time from the Patreon earnings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember they did such a bad job messaging it because they everyone thought it was a payday loan. And like right. I guess, but like you need you need it. Yeah. I, it's it's still that was still I mean, so payday wild. loans are can't are often predatory, but yeah. that doesn't mean like inherently the idea of a payday loan is is predatory. Or just like a loan is a loan, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, especially like, we in didn't advance. pay interest in it. I don't think. Yeah, but an, ad- no. an advance is what book publishing is all about. They give you money right now, and then yeah. in the future you pay it back. They should have just called it an advances. advance. Why didn't they call it like a like an advance or something? I don't know. Like for a project advance, a, yeah. it might have been a legal thing or something. I don't know. Yeah, there, there may be some kind of uh, characterization, but but uh, now no, their was... logo is a blob, so they're definitely doing better. Than <laughs> I they was were. literally in a bar, and it, we I do live in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, but I was in a bar, and I heard two guys who were next to me saying, "Yeah, it's just a blob now. It sucks." And I turned around <laughs> and I went, "Are you talking about the Patreon logo?" And he goes, "Oh my god, yes, I am." And I was like, "It sucks." And they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> like it was, it was incredible. That's it's the does, funniest the, thing I've ever heard. It was so funny." The logo look looks now. like for a company that makes only NFT video games now. It does kind of it's feel just like that. It's a yeah. blob. Oh, that's hey, just a blob, guys. Yeah. Blob. Oh, you haven't seen it, Brandon. Yeah. No. Venture capitalism's bad, guys. No, Let's just blob. say that. Um, the reason why I want to bring it up is that we were supposed to go to South by Southwest. 
Mm-hmm. And that got shut down. That was the first thing, the first big event that got shut down because so it was of COVID. like March 14th or something. Yeah. yeah. We were supposed to go to the Patreon house and Amanda was supposed to talk about this there. And then it just fell apart. And then like Patreon for lost our number. Yeah. <laughs> and laid off like everybody. Fascinating. Um, it was just wild. It just feels like I know that like we're still reckoning with shut down and COVID and COVID is still here and everything. But like, mm-hmm. man, things were a lot different. Now, especially now that we're coming around to, to the eve of 2024, I know, like, I about that, this that was morning. four years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Mortality. I remember man. in 2020, we don't have to talk about this, this is depressing, but I do remember in 2020. So Brandon, Brandon, uh, that's why it's carpeted. Conversations. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Lauren was like, how long do you think it's going to last? And I was like, well, I mean, like historically, p- pandemics are around like four years. They take four years to sort of get back to normal. And so we're still a year out of it, like becoming like way like actually normalized. Um, yeah, uh, we're getting close. A little bit faster because our tech, because Dolly Parton follow funded all that tech uh, <laughs> medical research. But like, yeah, for sure. Well, Brandon, speaking of Lauren, I think uh, the question surgeon's other question oh, was, yeah. "How'd you meet your significant others?" Well, yes, ours uh, is, in, is baked in. Yeah, yeah. through oh, podcasting. Uh, I will cool. say, um, this, is, this is one of the little nuggets I like to keep for myself, but I will say the first time I sort of quasi-talked to Lauren was because of Eric at SiriusXM. Eric was running, a, was it a one-shot? I'm, I don't remember what this was. Oh, okay. Well, you were running some D&D game um, for a group of people and Lauren. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. I remember this. It was yes. Lauren, sorry. It was Lauren's D&D game, right? No, it was. It must have been big. I was running the home game that was before that was before joining Join the, the party. party. Yeah, uh, and I wanted someone to voice a dragon, so I That's got Lauren to do it, it, and yes. you and I wanted you to make it sound dragony. Yes, and yes. so Lauren recorded a thing for Eric, and then I sound designed the sound designed it, made it sound more dragony, and then uh, that was the first time I interacted with Lauren in any way. Yeah, cute. Hey, hey, Julia, when did we meet? When did we meet? Um, at a party at Amanda's old apartment. She was doing like a housewarming party. Oh, it was that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh was my god. Was it the Coco Vin one? Yeah. Yeah, it was the, the Coco Vin. Everybody was yeah. there. Can you yeah. talk about this? I didn't realize this until later. Apparently, Amanda was a very different person a week before this yeah. party. <laughs> So, yeah, Julia, say how you met Jake, and then I'll go back to that. Oh, uh, Jake and I met in high school as a part of our theater program. Uh, he, I started freshman year. He started junior year. And it was like a magnet program where you also had to do a class as well as, like, the after-school plays and stuff like that. So uh, junior year, Jake, with his uh, newly cut hair, it used to be long, then it was short, uh, and frosted tips walked in. And oh. I was dating someone else at the time. <laughs> And so all the girls were like gathered around being like, oh, my God, don't I, you think I literally the new remember guy, this moment. <laughs> don't you think the new guy's so cute? I'm like, he's OK, I guess. And then fast forward like six months yeah. later, we were dating. <laughs> Jake, I have to say this. Jake was a man. Uh, <laughs> and like par- part of this was we had all known each other in middle school. You had to audition in like the winter of eighth grade to get in uh, at the end of middle school to get into the program for for all of high school, secondary school. Um, and so we had all known each other since we were like 12 year old little shits. And yeah. then Jake walks in. A fully formed man. Uh, <laughs> it was like, I mean, looking back at pictures of him, he looks like an adorable baby. But uh, we had like just someone meeting someone at also sixteen was like, whoa, like you're a, you're a person. He was yeah. he had a chest merkin on and everything. <laughs> Basically, I feel like Jake walked in and like toxic played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I literally remember this moment. I like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I remember That's where incredible. I was sitting in the room. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Had all the other Amandas around me. There's four of us. <laughs> wow. Leanne. Leanne. Leanne was leading the charge of always and he oh, always. And I was like, mm. always. <laughs> like, 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 no, no, and then not at all. All the other Amandas and Leanne showed up dead the next week. <laughs> we it was came weird. together to become a battle bot. <laughs> uh, Amanda swallowed all of them in utero. And now you might be asking, they were, were they all 14? And I said, yes. Amanda yes, brought, them, yes, brought them to the tiny space. Yeah. Um, but no, but I. Uh, uh, Sneaky Sloss also asked something that I thought was really interesting about, like, uh, what is something you want to tell people but no one is asking you, which may be mm-hmm. interesting. I'll let you guys kind of percolate on that, but I am going to ask you guys again. Um, but I, uh, I, you know, we have some questions later, too, about, like, being full-time creators, podcasting full-time, working with our friends, uh, you know, employing our friends and family. Oh, wait. Can we, are we still talking about the Coco Vin thing? That's what I'm getting to. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, thank you. Uh, and, like... When I was, you know, 23 and just out of college making a life for myself, I was working in finance. Uh, I had a shitload of student loans. So I was like, I'll just like do a, do a job I hate, you know, living out a student budget, putting all that money toward my loans like until I am free of them because I felt like I couldn't, you know, make those for, for me. I didn't want to, you know, feel like I was trading off doing something for me and like making less money than I could with the sort of debt hanging over me. Um, and I felt very compartmentalized. Like I was one person to my online friends because I'd been making YouTube videos for six or seven years at that point. Uh, and like I had my live journal friends and my Twitter and Tumblr friends. Um, and I I loved them. But then I was a totally different person when I was at work. I was a totally different person when hanging out with my family. And uh, then I was trying to like go on dates or like meet new people like to be friends with. And I was just like, I don't know what to tell you. The facts of my life don't add up. Like I tell you I work in finance. I tell you I'm an English major. I tell you I, you know, have little siblings at home that I love. Like all those things felt very, uh, very disingenuous talking about just one of them at a time. And so the party where Eric and Julia met for the first time, I just like we'd done an episode of Spirits guest recorded um, about the golem. Oh, then I must have met you then before. Yes, that was in like June or July. We also met Lauren the same day. Uh, oh, terribly yeah. hungover at that um, at that meetup, uh, the Wolf three fifty nine meetup. Yes. Oh my god! Um, and then, like a couple months later, I had a, a party where I invited like my high school friends, my work friends, my cousins, my YouTube friends, Julia, uh, who transcended categories, and uh, you know whatever. A couple people I knew from school, Eric included. Um, and for the first time, I was just like, I'm just going to make a ball meat. I'm just going to put them all together. I'm going to uh, make this Julia Child's recipe. I was recently not vegan. And the first thing I ever cooked that wasn't vegan was Coco Van. Um, it was <laughs> uh, very exciting. And just really like, crammed everyone into my, you know, little apartment uh, where like my cousins and my sibling and, you know, these guys and a couple internet friends were all meeting. Uh, and yeah. it was wild because I wanted to be one me in all the settings I was in. When when was this? Do you this remember? This was uh, probably November of 2020. No, of, of 2016. Right, because here's the thing. I also was having the worst stretch of my life at that time because mm-hmm. at that time I had just gotten this new job where I was at SiriusXM. I got a concussion because I was in a taxi that got rear-ended and my head slammed against the, the plastic division. Right. And then I got broken up with on Halloween. And then, uh, and then the. And then I got you super drunk at a happy hour. <laughs> no, I wasn't allowed to drink because I was concussed. Oh right, right. that was later. That was, later. That, that was later. You were super drunk. That was later. Right. And then, um, <laughs> and then Trump got elected. <laughs> so, yeah. And then because I was newly broken up with and had this new job, I, and I was just like 
didn't know how to deal with it at it was all. Like saying yes to shit that gave your way. So yeah. yeah, I was just totally out of it, which is why I went yeah. to the party in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that where I met you, Julia? Probably. Probably. I, I feel like I met you at the bar, but maybe I made that up. Oh, I also that. remember you guys came to the Herald, which used to be our right. our bar, which might have been the first time I met Brandon. Right, because that was close to all of us. Because while yeah. we live, uh, Sirius XM's offices were above Penn Station, which is on Eighth right. Avenue, and the Herald was in was on Sixth Avenue in the, in the park. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, Amanda. No. Amanda. Rip to a real one. Yeah, um, that was wild. But yeah, I like. I think it's, <laughs> it's still there. We just don't go anymore. Yeah. I know <laughs> our bartender left, and so that yes, that yes, was yes. a big difference. You know, we wouldn't otherwise. They go. entered in so many happy hour drinks after happy hour for us, man. Mm-hmm. We yeah. text him before 6 p.m. He'd put 20 happy hour drinks into the computer and then just delete them later if we didn't use them. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Rip to a real one. I gave him my old mattress when I upgraded to a queen bed. Hell yeah. Matt, you're great. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then he like had like a bad breakup with like someone. With your coworker's friend. With our coworker's friend. Yeah. Was, and we're like, yeah. oh, Matt, you've crossed the dividing line. Like, we yeah. can't hang out yeah. with you now. This mm-hmm. is too Sorry, weird. Bob. It felt like a sitcom. It was great. Yeah. Um, but no, that's that's something that like I, you know, I, I think it's a lot harder to be your whole self everywhere and to blur those lines and to get those things close. And like, certainly I sometimes fantasize about the kind of job where I would like turn on my Blackberry and be accessible. And then I was an absolute fucking enigma when I wasn't there uh and like you know people wouldn't would probably literally not recognize me outside of my suit because i'd like cover up my tattoos um etc uh yeah it's but that that separation is like you know takes less work but it's also less rewarding for me mm-hmm. did you wear suits every day mm-hmm. oh boy i didn't even think about that before yeah fine shirts baby. skirts oh, wild tights Oof. Flats. I mean, you were, you were at like tall. real. You were at like real ass finance job. I think I. That's another thing I think people don't know. You were at like, if you heard the name of a bank, that's where Amanda worked. Yeah, I worked <laughs> in equity research at J.P. Morgan Chase. Wow. In the literal shell of Bear Stearns, which was the investment bank that went under that started the financial crisis. Um, J.P. Morgan was like, okay, we'll buy you because the government's making us, and also here is a building. Um, and I worked in that building. <laughs> Anyway, wow. what's something you want to tell people but no one is asking you? Anyone? I don't know if that's like, I don't know. I feel like my brain doesn't work that way where I'm like, you it's either I'm thinking. It comes up. Right. It's like I'm thinking about that thing when it, I'm thinking about it. Not like it's not like lingering in the back of my brain being <laughs> like, I need to tell the people, but no one's asking. You know? <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Is there something if someone asked you about it, you'd be like, oh, thank God and be excited to talk about it? Again, I don't think so. Like, or at least I can't think of th- what that would be until someone like triggers my mm-hmm. trap card. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's Yu-Gi-Oh for Julia. Yeah. Magical hats. <laughs> uh, the thing that I want to say is something that I think I've now pushed to be saying, especially this year, just like about how I feel about it. I mean, it's all work stuff. Like I, it's like actual play and podcasting stuff. Like mm-hmm. the thing that I think about on a regular basis is like the actual play podcast genre was kicked off by the fact that Griffin McElroy got the fifth edition rules early because he was a games journalist. I think about that a lot. And how, like, you know, looking out really far, like, journalism is important, especially in these niche media, as even if it's too, that eventually turns into content. I mean, uh, especially now in the line between content creator and journalist are so blurred and, like, the personality currency that, like, you need to like a person to like their, their article now, which I think is really wild and the number of, like, 
our journalists who like do content now, I mean, that makes me feel a type of way, but still. Um, yeah, I think about that a lot, a lot, a lot. But I, mm-hmm. I, say, I think I say that like once a week. <laughs> Fair. Um, for me, I, I think the thing that I am always uh, like brimming to talk about, but I'm always, I never do because I know I'll either be an accidental jerk or sound like an asshole, is like, I don't think people understand. <laughs> how much food and cooking are part of my existence. Like, I like three things. It's like music, two things. It's three things, maybe. Music, (laughs) Lauren, (laughs) and cooking. Fair, fair. Which is the ambiguous thing. Yeah. Well, Well, no, I I just didn't. Yeah. You don't don't have to include Lauren. (laughs) That's fair. We get it. But like, I, I spend my money on music tech and and food things yeah so like i have a huge bar i have i've spent thousands of dollars on my cookware and um stuff like that i i literally read cookbooks for fun i've read multiple food encyclopedias like i i am if if it weren't such a shitty job i would work in a i'd be working in a restaurant tomorrow Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it's yeah i i am I am very not boastful generally, but I am. I am here to say that I am a very good cook. <laughs> yeah, true, good, true. Do you is Sola's El Whaley's book out yet? Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. Is it good? Yeah, I have not picked it up because it is aimed towards a beginner. Oh, but yes. it looks good. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, the vibe looks good. Yeah. yeah, I can never tell. Like she's just always everywhere all the time, regardless of what <laughs> she's doing. Like again, the best person possible. Man, yeah. Remember when we were brimming? Speaking of solo, remember when we were brimming to talk about Bon Appetit's destruction? Oh my God, yeah. I feel like it's yeah. all I wanted to talk about. We watched for it in ex- slow motion for like a year. Yeah, like it was. <laughs> it was Bon Appetit. The content. All four of us were super into it, weren't yes. we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it was like the content. Then it was the blow up. Then it was the reply all, and then it was the the Gimlet mm-hmm. study, and then it was the blow up of Gimlet. Like mm-hmm. that was. It truly wild. just makes me sad to think about. I I hate like the idea of like. Um, Things that I really like being ruined, and then like the the foul taste of that, but then also remembering how much I used to like it. Yeah, yeah. like that's like that. something that I fucking hate so mm-hmm. much, so much. I look at things that I really loved, and then they're ruined for me now, and I'm like, do you do you feel yeah. like you wasted your time, or it's more like mourning the uncomplicated? Mourning the uncomplicated feelings about that and like something that used to bring me joy and now like I I look at it and I feel like guilt or anxiety, you know? I feel that 100% I feel that way about Brad. When like Sola, when Sola said like, "Oh, Brad we're just, Leone, former host on Bon Appetit." Yeah, we're just looking at another like goofy, tall white man like goofing around like we're doing here in 2018. I was like, "Fuck, you're right. I'm no longer allowed to enjoy this like complicatedly." Like, I don't think me. he left, right? I think no, he's, he's still, still there. there. He's, he's still, still there. doing there. Yeah. yeah, he had an event at Meat Hook, a butcher in our neighborhood, the other day, and I was like. The fuck's this line for? And it was for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's still and like all that stuff is still super popular. Yeah. That's what's wild about a lot of this stuff. It's like it's still super popular. It's just like not uncomplicated, like Julia said. If you don't know what we're talking about, go look it up. Just look up Bon Appetit Gimlet. Just yeah. go look that up. It's it's not fun enough to rehash. No, no. Yeah. Um. But wait, I I want to extend this. Oh sure. The thing that I think I missed the most is that era of Polygon. That mm-hmm. the one where Brandon, when we were working, yeah. Brandon, mm-hmm. um, where it's like. 
when the McElroys were still involved. And they, this was even before Brian David Gilbert and Jenna Steber were there. Yeah, or yeah like, I remember when they joined. Yeah. yeah, when they joined and just like Awful Squad and all those videos. They were coming, Griffin's Nuzlocks were coming out when we didn't know Nick Robinson was a piece of shit. Like yeah. all this stuff, it was that was perfect. It was the only thing that I think kept me sane during that time we were working at Sirius XM. Yeah, totally. Now, and now we work with Jenna because she's great. Yeah. But also it's like, yeah, those things disappear so quickly and then we you got to build your own thing. That may be um, a topic segueing into something um, that Sarah Purple People Eater asked, which was what, if anything, you either regret about choosing to do podcasting full time or made Silverleaf built on that to ask if there's anything we miss about previous jobs. Well, Amanda, I also want to know, was there anything that you uh, don't get asked? Did you answer? Oh, yeah. I, I kind of segued into that by saying, like, uh, I think a lot about the commodification of interests and um, of like personality as your job and like the mm. like before I before I did this full time I worked in finance I, I was like a champion of a day job I, I still am I think like if you have a day job you don't give a shit about and you can spend the rest of your time doing things that benefit you that's great I also grew up in the generation of uh, you know do what you love you won't work a day in your life that's not mm-hmm. true at all uh, but yeah. there is a lot of space in the middle and uh, I I feel like I am in a good place. I have lived both extremes to tell to like counsel people or talk about like the very real pros and cons that exist in both, you know, completely separating yourself from your work and integrating those two mm. closer. Mm. Love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's real. So, yeah, anything that anyone regrets about podcasting full time or missing about previous jobs? I will say all of us wanted to podcast full time and like tried really hard to make it happen and left shit jobs or okay jobs to to do this instead. Um, yeah, but Julia was the only one that worked for a front of a business. And that <laughs> yeah. was interesting. We didn't work for any MLMs like Julia did. Yeah. yeah. I think the only thing that like nowadays I think about. And it's not even like a regret in choosing podcasting full time, but like podcasting obviously is a very creative, um, like it's a creative position that you have to do. And so I think I sometimes miss that I put so much creative effort into the thing that is my literal job. Yeah. uh, And I miss the like little side projects that I don't get paid for. Uh, like the the creative energy that I could put towards those when I was working my shitty nine to five and I was looking for the creative outlet, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the advice I give a lot of younger people is like, just get a job. And like sometimes having a job versus like having 80 hours a week to do nothing except for your creative project, sometimes having that nine to five does actually make you more creative. Yeah. Like, Cece's you know, partner works yeah. in medical billing and she's like, yeah, it's terrible. And I do it from my house, which I love with my cat who I love. And then I log the fuck off and, you know, I, I do yeah. everything else. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it might be different as like the world continues. It gets more dystopian. Like we didn't have like camera trackers that made sure we were not like we could only could pee three, three minutes every time. Man, I did so yeah. little work at Sirius XM there at oh. the end. Never mind. I was going to make a joke, but I won't make it. Never mind. Go ahead. No, no, no. So, so no. Many. Guys, I wrote a script that made Archive of Our Own look like Reddit. Or sorry, that made Reddit look like Bloomberg. I didn't read Archive <laughs> of Our Own on, on the J.P. Morgan computers, but I had Reddit look like Bloomberg so that I could read it at my desk. And I just went deep into every subreddit. Yeah. Wow. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and like, yeah, I think I wrote a bunch of scripts uh, in, I wrote a bunch of stuff. I, I definitely planned join the party sessions start when I was at that job. For, yeah. Definitely. So you're going to do that on that time. If you're not being tracked. Wage theft. We love it. Yeah. Do the way, do certainly do the wage theft. Um, the thing that I've been thinking about the most, I think in regards to this, to the thing that Julia just said is like, so I went to big bad con and like it, it, Jasper described this to me as like, oh, this is kind of like a trade show for actual play. And I'm like, what does that mean? What it really <laughs> means is that 70% of the people there want to be talent on actual play media. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, like they, which ostensibly means they want to be voice actors. Like, mm -hmm. that's the next general thing. It's like, you want to be on streams. And this is everyone. This is all the way to the top. These are people on Dimension 20. They want to be full-time working actors. That's what they want to be. Or are, yeah. Or are work for full-time working actors. And, like, having a skill set that's something else other than literally pulling things out of your brain, I think is worthwhile. So you can do those things. Mm -hmm. um, instead of just like you know create coming up with something or planning a podcast or recording the podcast or doing it i'm also not saying that like editing i i the ephemeral thing that is post-production of podcasting is i think somewhere in the middle from what you two have described it to me and for my time doing it it's like it, you, you turn your brain off and but it is a thing and you're interacting with the thing or whatever different creativity mm -hmm. um but certainly so it's like it's a little bit different but having any skills in an artistic medium that is something else i think kind of saves and protects your art and then you're not just you're someone who has skills and then you like aren't just capital T talent, yeah. which means you get treated like a little baby. And I think that some people want to be treated like a little baby, but I'd rather be a person. I, I would sometimes like to be treated like a little baby. Oh, yes, sometimes, but not like mm -hmm. only, that's my only thing in professional life. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's just not a lot of room anymore in entertainment for people who are just talent either. Like, exactly, you gotta have something else. Mm -hmm. That's why I was so, I was like, oh, children, folks, I'm yeah. so sorry. We um we rented the studio the other day to someone uh, who came in. She's like, oh hey, my name's you know whatever. I'm the showrunner of this podcast, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, fair enough. And I know we've talked about this for years and years. Like that's you know that the the apparatus and and you know infrastructure of TV and film, I think, describe all of the work that goes into it a lot better than like, oh, yeah, just like some schmoes making like a show in, you know, <laughs> my room. Um, it's a lot more than that. And everyone here knows that. Uh, but uh, I don't think others do. Um, yeah. If I move on too quickly, by the way, feel free to like jump back in and redirect. No, go for it. Yeah. Um, but another yeah. question I really loved, um, this one was from Lyle. Uh, oh, excuse me, I will get to Lyle's. But first, from Mage Silverleaf, um, how has your view of your listeners changed as you've grown mm. as podcasters? Uh, which I thought was a fascinating question. And uh, one thing that I wanted to start or start with is like, you guys are really smart. You guys, you guys mm. sniff out bullshit. Like the Bon Appetit thing is a good reminder of like all of us when we were starting our podcast. Were we started from a place of okay, we love these shows, and uh, what do we want to borrow? What do we want to not do? What do we like about it? What do we want to change? And like we, everyone is like that to a certain extent, at least among our listeners that we've uh, you know curated. Like I think we now have professional skills to like make those determinations, but early on we were just like tuned in listeners and had valid opinions that the that were worth listening to about like what the content is how it feels when you miss a day when like running repeats all the time when the ads get annoying oh like, my god there's so much that you guys notice that i think a lot of people who make media 
Big Brother's a good example. Um, I'll always talk about <laughs> Big Brother. Like literally, they just have a binder and they just do the same show every year with new people. And like, mm-hmm. it's they're clearly like eat this, eat this dog shit, pigs. Like enjoy. Like, it, well, like, they like have, Marvel, they like have it's contempt mar- for their audience. Marvel's TV strategy was like, here's the slop. Here it is. Here's right. the slop. And, like, you can just, like, you know, do it again and again, like, manufacturing, like, new backpacks in a new color, like, for the new season or whatever. Um, and that sucks. And we can tell, <laughs> you know, like, we we can sense it. We know. Um, and so over time, I have just gotten more and more respect and, like, awe for the fact that people choose to spend time with us. And more than that, when they have money to spare, spend money with us um, and say, like, no, no, I want to d- dedicate several hours of my, like, finite human life to, like, hanging out with these people, <laughs> listening to their stuff, giving them feedback, uh, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and, like, that that's not, like, I have, I have like deepened in my appreciation um, of our audience and respect their opinions and insights more and more. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I was going to say, though, I don't have any regrets, but uh, I do have a fear that we have all damned ourselves by becoming experts in podcasting. It's transferable skill set. It's transferable. <laughs> mm-hmm. I promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that I think, I don't think I, I've like learned or or viewed our audience any differently, but I did. Uh, this is just more of a funny thing I did I was talking to Lauren the other day about that and for some reason I forget why but uh, (laughs) the thing I always forget and then am suddenly slammed into remembering is that a large portion of our audience is like much younger than us (laughs) (laughs) and like some of them are like teens and I'm like why are you listening to this bullshit? <laughs> and also, don't listen to me say fuck all the time. Be better. <laughs> right? if you're going to listen to Chapo Trap House, but don't listen to you. Like, it's gonna, it's one or yeah. the other. Would you rather they listen to Joe Rogan, Brandon? Certainly uh, not. No, no, that's true. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, someone wrote into Spirits the other day and said, yeah, my, my house is pretty old. It was built in 1999. And we went, oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they can't jump scare us like that. It's just not fair. Julia, yeah. do you have something? Uh, no, not really. All right. Uh, I'm just, I make a show that I, in, like, I research, talking specifically about spirits, I research stuff that I find interesting and that I think sharing with Amanda would be amusing and that she would enjoy. And (laughs) that's the podcast we make. Yeah. Um, for Join the Party, I've been saying this out loud, so this isn't like a, like a jump scare to any of you. But man, I've been saying like, hey, if you're toxic, come listen to Join the Party. <laughs> like, our listeners are so kind and sweet, and they don't <laughs> go on social media. They only text each other. <laughs> and you guys are all on Discord. If y'all are recommending Join the Party in Discords, Godspeed. But it's like, y'all are so sweet. So I've been joking lately. I'm like, hey, toxic people. Hey, can you guys all go on Reddit and be super toxic be really and tell people? on Reddit. And yeah. Tell people that only if you listen to Join the Party, only that's valid. If you could start doing that, that would be like, super great. You're really fan of TTRPGs until you've mainlined all of Join the Party. <laughs> yeah, unless you understand, unless you understand how many times they've used salmon in all of the different campaigns. Like, don't fucking talk to me. True. It's True. Very good. I am. I am curious. It. <clears throat> I don't have any thoughts or like answers to this, but <clears throat> being both a consumer and a creator. And to what you just said, Eric, of like it, it is is curious to me. We'll never be able to know because we're in it. But like, yeah. what is it about our audience that enjoys listening and watching us? Who, in our eyes, are just like, or at least for me, I'm like, you know, just a normal dude who's like mediocrely talented, versus us who see like 
I don't know, Burnley Mulligan or whatever it is, who's like incredibly talented. I'm like, of course I'm going to watch Burnley Mulligan, but I'm sure Burnley Mulligan feels the same way. He's like, you know, why are you watching this schmuck? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just, I'm, I would love to go into y'all's brains and just pick out what you enjoy, you know? <laughs> I think there's also a certain level of like right place, right time yeah. for uh, podcasts yeah. and the people that we uh, attracted are attracted to, like not in like, you know, a romantic or a sexual sense, but just like, are attracted to in terms of like this is someone that I want to watch do yeah. things find or compelling. listen to do yeah. things yeah, yeah find compelling yeah like exactly. if you search um, mythology in 2016 spirits came up <laughs> you know we yeah. we were join the party was one of like 10 TTRPG shows that were publishing consistently in 2017 and so weren't we're absolute lists. absolute garbage we put a lot of effort yeah. into making it good but like you know at the same time it's a lot harder now than it was then even though in 2016 I felt like I'd missed the boat yeah. It's funny, like, I was looking up the Flophouse for something, and that show was in, started in 2007. Dude, I know you don't listen to Max Fun shows anymore, but they do commercials after their ads, right? Like, they do one sh- commercial for Oh, Max no, we Fun know show. about the commercials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we know. Oh, we know. Have you heard about the, the Flophouse ones recently? It's so funny, because they're... <laughs> All not. they do is sit there and be like, hey, we've heard your complaints about this 15-year-old show, and <laughs> we're going we're gonna to comment on them. They're like, we know in the beginning we're a little bit mean to Dave. I promise we stop doing that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Again, that, but good. that's what I'm saying, Brandon, where it's a very it's so like funny. right time, right place. Yes. Yeah. And you get attached to certain people and yeah. hosts yeah. and stuff like that. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter like whether or not you like – truly think they're talented or anything like that it's just like this person is there for when i i needed that particular brand of comedy or insight Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah and like like musicians like writers you know they will never know and couldn't have possibly intended that it would resonate with me at that time for that reason um and i'm really grateful that people you know tried it and like trust us to you know lull them to sleep or like spend time with them when they're exercising or like during labor or you know like <laughs> oh yeah that's true yeah mm-hmm. um that kid's like four now by i know way. that's I know. wild i, I can't believe that can't talk about that um <laughs> also i'm the best dm in podcasting so i think i'm very talented <laughs> that's why people <laughs> I listen think to you're very party. talented and compelling brandon as well yeah do we all want to go around and say how talented we think we are in a scale of one to ten well <laughs> no well <laughs> Glass Cat Owl wanted us to rate the members of the podcast from goodiest two shoes to least goody two shoes. I thought this question was really fun. Okay. <laughs> Take it away, Brandon. I don't know if I have an answer, but the first thought, best thought, go. I first thought best thought is I'm goodiest two shoes, then Amanda, then actually no, I take that back. Me. Julia, Eric, Amanda. I think Amanda's the worst, actually, because mm. not because you're pranks. like you're not a you're a psychopath or something, but because the amount of flippancy with which you breaks very very small rules True. is insane <laughs> to me. <laughs> the, like the way you just like so casually, like without even like I can't bring a, a think of candy into the movie theater without feeling shame and guilt. Yeah, and you're just like. Oh yeah, I brought I brought my fucking whole bar from home into the movie theater. Was, did, I brought like a fucking twelve foot hoagie. The movie it was great on one Valentine's Day, and I was complicit. I was involved. I will say we saw Lady Bird in theaters, and we brought an entire charcuterie plate into this. That is correct with Insane board with board. Me. Yeah, with the board. I realized recently that yes, I'm the yes. conservative one in our relationship. I realized <laughs> that recently. I can't believe that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Here's something here. Okay, let's get really fucking personal for a second. I think other people think that I am a fucking. Uh, I make a lot of trouble. I think a lot of do. I a lot of people in my family and Amanda's family and maybe some other people who at our job at our various jobs and such think I make a lot of trouble. I don't. I go home and I play video games just because like <laughs> that's true. Just because like I go home and play video games and like talk think about sports and then I, and then like go out with my friends and eat sandwiches and I go and then I go find a sandwich I want. I think that the people think I'm I'm think I'm such like a malcontent and I think that maybe I am in these terrible situations I'm put in but I think that personally I'm the inside i just don't follow the it's like the matrix was revealed to me at some point where it's like oh actually institutions only benefit the people who are directly at the top of those institutions and the people who look the most like them in their in progeny after that and then i can tell them to fuck off but it's Mm -hmm. like oh ordinarily i i do the best for everyone and i'm like community organizer i'm like helping everything happen you don't want to let injustice (laughs) rest you want to protect people and make sure they get what they want so in the things that i've dealt with because like when someone's mean to me i say fuck off you can't treat me like that people do people think i'm really i'm i'm a real dick in that way you're not looking for a fight I am <laughs> a lot of yeah, the time. That's true. <laughs> I haven't tapped into that, but I'm I'm slowly. It's there. It's it. certainly yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. How would you, so? How would y'all rank us? I think what Brandon said. I think your ranking actually was correct. I might put okay. myself ahead of Amanda, necessarily, but I also. You know, Julia. Julia's out there like Billy Joel with a, with the greasers and white walled tires out on Long Island. So I don't know. You know what the thing is? I think that maybe this doesn't come across to a lot of people. I am very much a people pleaser. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I don't like when people are mad at me. <laughs> and yes. so I follow rules because I don't like when people are mad at me. Yeah. If, uh, but if I also, a chance, someone would notice yeah. uh, I'm the goodiest two shoes you'll ever meet. Yeah. Yes. Uh, However, though, like I also uh, I think similarly to Eric and I was going to say this before, uh, but I am bad at keeping quiet when I see there is some sort of injustice happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And so when I get mad, a lot of it, I call it my righteous fury Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm like, I know I'm mad for a reason and I'm not going to shut the fuck up about it because I'm fucking this is unacceptable. It doesn't work as much for me for like institutions and stuff like that, um, which is, you know, my own problem that I have to deal with. Uh, But for individual people, if they do something, I will say, yeah, fuck you. And usually not even to me. It's just like a thing in general, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. do you think you get do you get away with it? I don't know if they're, I don't know how to answer that. Or is it like, is it more, how acceptable on a scale of one to 10 is that? Because I've gotten like a ton of pushback on that. Well, I wonder if it's, if it's like the kinds of things that y'all attack or not. No, I I think, I see, I think Julie and I are saying the same thing. That's why I want to know. Eric, my, my problem is though, like. I'm bad at defending myself, mm-hmm. yeah. but if someone says something like gotcha. homophobic or transphobic in front of me, all of a sudden that's when my oh, fucking yeah. teeth come out. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it's less about like you're yeah. treating me poorly. It's more like you can't fucking say that because that's not okay to yeah, say. Yeah, like one time a you guy know? was creeping on a yeah. woman at a bar and Julie and I were like, what the fuck are you doing talking to her like that? And the guy was like, well, and so it's it's easy when it's like, you know, multiple people when there's, when it's like, a, you know, a, a thing where you can say like, that's not right to do to someone else. Yeah. I do think people think that it's, you know, selfish or something to do it for yourself um, and yeah. to say like, yeah. I, I deserve better than this or the, you know, the thing you did hurt 
hurt me, then people think like, oh, why are you causing a problem? Not, you know, oh, shit, maybe you're right. Or, hey, I disagree, but like, I appreciate you bringing it up. Yeah. I mean, the one, the one, I guess the most acceptable righteous fury is the thing you're saying, Julia, Mm -hmm. which is pushing back against obvious slurs, bad behavior, et cetera. (laughs) Which I think can be like a a starting place and like, you know, you, you can feel validated by others and then move into things that maybe people don't back you up on as much. It's like, a, yeah. you know, it can be like a training wheels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, <laughs> I don't get a lot of opportunities to be like, hey, stop being racist. <laughs> it's, more, it's more like, hey, stop not treating, not considering us in your in your uh, actions and planning for this particular holiday. And then a lot of people, my uncle threatened to uh, threatened to fight me once that happened because I told him because uh, he he misconstrued when we were in a fight. An argument. He can misconstrue that I thought that he wasn't like a that smart. Table argument. He wasn't that smart, even though he went to Yale. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then my mom. And then my. And then I had to apologize. And then I had to call him. Uh, my one seventy-year-old uncle. I had to call him to apologize. Uh, because my mom told me I had to do that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. My mom told me to apologize to many family members, and I simply don't do it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're 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 better at saying I don't think I need to do that than than I am. That's something I'm still working on. It's so funny to me because I am a Texas transplant. I'm a Southern transplant, and most of my people in my life are now Northerners. Yeah. And uh, the funniest thing that that I still to this day have trouble with, um, and it's like a deeper front, even though I know it's not a deeper front, is uh, the the absolute just like current like like not courage but like amanda you were the first one to do this and i then i realized it was a real thing but the fact that amanda or any other like lauren does this too like will tell you to leave their home at some point because it's too late or like it's getting late (laughs) i will never ever ever tell someone to leave my house they will they could stay here if it's like 4 a.m and they're still here i'll be like do you want to sleep over like it's perfect Brandon, I I truly wish that I also had that ability that Amanda and Lauren (laughs) apparently have. If I could tell my mother-in-law, hey, it's late, you've been here for hours, and you said you were coming over for one drink, if I could send her home, I would. Meanwhile, this woman can sit on my couch and then say, I'm not enjoying myself anymore, I'm going home. (laughs) A phrase she literally said to me two weeks ago julia that's not normal that's no not that's okay. messed up that's, that's messed up. up that's bad that's bad i wish i could say that to her though she is not i don't want to watch your home videos anymore i'm not enjoying myself i'm going home but that, i can't you have to go thing, over to her place and yes. then say that no but that's what i'm saying i can't say that to her but she's allowed to say that to me it's <laughs> crazy it's fucked up dude the fact that the, i can imagine it happening that's what happens it's the thing that the thing that I do that no one understands in my life is that I'll if I'm here or if they're at my house or whatever and it's late, I'll go, well, and hit my knee. And then no one understands what that means. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know what that means, Brandon. I know, I, but, I know yeah. what but that means. But it's because we've met Midwesterners. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. why. <laughs> I think that's a Midwestern uh, thing that traveled down the center of the country to Texas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm supposed to say, well, hit my knee. And then you say, oh, it's so late. I should go. And then I'm supposed to say, no, no, no. You stay as much as you yeah. want. Nah, and then nah, it's nah, all nah, fine. Nah. No. Mine nah. is, I do big yawn. 
Big yawn works too. Yeah. Start doing the dishes, but we all just like doing dishes too. So that just doesn't really count. Jake does dishes right after dinner though, and he fully intends everyone to stay for another couple hours. That's true. That's That's not a good indication. Classic Jake. Classic. To be, I want to be clear. It's not wrong. It's actually good that people kick people out of their houses. It's just so strange to me. (laughs) No, it's very true. And I, I know, like even asking for the bill at a table in Europe, where I'm like, oh, they want me to leave, right? They're like, whatever. I don't, I don't give a shit unless you ask me for it. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And that's because Mussolini told the waiters that's true that uh, all people within the protectorate of the fatherland, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. they were allowed to stay however they long, however long Mm -hmm. they wanted. It's very mm-hmm. true. And that's a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was from the beginning of the episode. It's really good. I appreciate that callback. <laughs> good circle much. around. Uh, <laughs> we got so many good questions from so many good people. Dominique asked super thoughtful questions of each of us, which I will, again, absolutely save all of these questions. So don't stress, folks, if we didn't get to yours. Um, Lyle asked a question that I want to end on, uh, which is how you balance making more of our lives into content, being cool, being friends with each other, and keeping bits for yourselves not creating an environment that makes people resentful or unhealthy. Uh, I hate Julia, and I'm really covering it up. <laughs> um, that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah, yeah. No one can hate Julia. <laughs> Except for Is me. it because I stole your uh, tag team belt? Yeah, it's because you stole my tag team belt. How dare you? Cool. Yeah. 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 If you, here's the thing. If you guys ask us two probing questions we don't want to answer, I will just joke on you until you were like, oh, I'm not going to answer it anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Know, we're trying. We're trying every day. And it's, yeah. it's hard and we're figuring it out. You know, yeah. like that's 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 my honest answer is it's, you know, it's, Julia's yeah. and my friendship and relationship is different now than it was eight years ago. I would argue it's more precious to me because we've had to put more, you know, work and thought and planning into it and means more showing up for each other in, in bigger and better ways. Um, same with Eric, same with Brandon. Uh, and you know, as you like, we we try to use all the parts of like running a business that makes sense and having like meetings and talking about culture and having agendas and taking notes and being like, okay, we're going to talk about this thorny topic or this big topic at this time. And also, you know, texting about things that are not work separately to work. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also like, uh, and I'm looking at like the text of Lyle's question. Yes. I don't really share anything that I wouldn't share if I wasn't a podcaster and that and like my rule of thumb is also like I wouldn't share anything like on a podcast that I wouldn't say like somewhat drunk at a bar to someone that I like have met a couple times. Yeah, no, that's a really good that's a really good barometer. I like that. Yeah, Yeah. that's why Julia is always two drinks in every time she podcasts. I mean, that's literally the premise. That makes it seem like I have a problem because I podcast pretty much every day. (laughs) Fair. Um, so During the day, no less. <laughs> Honestly, I with Julia, I need to remember that so that I share more. From going back to my answer at the beginning mm-hmm. of the thing, like I do need to share more. So it's like I'm actually feel like for some of the stuff that I do, like the creative thing stands in front of what we share. Yeah. Here's the thing: Lyle said a friendship and also like keeping bits for yourself and stuff. I think more you see with successful podcasts. I rail about this a lot, but a lot of successful people in in on the internet like get resentful of their audience. Man, the number of times where people call out audiences on the microphone saying like, hey, I love Al. I have to deal with the fact when you guys do this and do that. Or like, you know, there was a, I remember Brian. We're going to get comments about AB. We're going to get comments about this. Or Brian David Gilbert like had said explicitly he wants to fucking leave the internet and like be a TV writer because he hates it and wants to stop feeding the machine. And like, I understand that existential feeling, but like there are people on the other side. You guys are there. And I think that's what, at least my job as head of creative, like something I think about a lot is like, we need to respect your time as much as you respect our time. That's how this comes out and why 
all multitude podcasts. We try not to skip. We try not to um, put on. We I don't think we've ever the four of us. I don't think we've ever done a rerun. Yeah. Um, like we'll skip if we need to, but we've never done a rerun. And just like the that's the mutual respect is like you guys get what we give you, and it's as high quality as possible, and then we keep some stuff for ourselves because it's not the thing we give you. Um, yeah, I think we're we're lucky in how good our audience is too but yeah i i yeah, yeah. This, this is exceptional that this is the the audience we yeah. can talk to we also don't say things to each other in public or on a microphone that we haven't said privately or wouldn't say oh, privately man. like we you know if we have a problem with something we're not going to be like wow julia like we are little, we uh, afterward i'll be like hey can you know can i say something you know about like how this made me feel uh or i'm not gonna be like oh yeah like eric like didn't do the dishes last night uh you know <laughs> and, like say that on a podcast because that would that would suck and also is uncomfortable and i don't want to like yeah. i'm getting uncomfortable mocking the thing that i don't do uh that's how like frustrating and and ugh, claustrophobic it feels yeah mm-hmm. i also think that like the fact that lyle asked this question in the way that uh lyle did is like confirming to us that we are good at performing ourselves because like the fact that you don't realize that we have like 50, 60 70 80 90 percent of us our lives still off camera for lack of a better word yes. means like we're doing a good job of yeah showcasing that we're yeah. open people but like of course there's tons of things that you don't know about us or don't see about us or in our personal lives like you don't see i don't know when you restore your guitars. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's also why we stopped streaming a little bit, like Amanda and I. Like, mm-hmm. House Breakfast was fun because everyone needed a new outlet during COVID. But, like, we stream man, on Twitch during COVID, like playing video games, GameCube games, yeah. uh, computer games. Yeah. I think I kind of took back video games just for me, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 Which is great. I'm never going to do any content about romance novels because, like, I, I need that for me. Yeah. Totally. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But, Amanda, consider we started a romance novel podcast. Would that be good? Would people listen no, to it? People would list, no, people wouldn't listen. No, people wouldn't listen to it. No, people wouldn't listen to it. No. And then I want to close with one of the uh, great questions. Unless anyone has something else to add. Yeah, hey, yeah. if you're toxic, come listen to it at the party. <laughs> if, you're loud on, if you're loud and influential, especially online. Uh, if you're loud in, on Reddit and TikTok, please. If you're toxic on TikTok, please <laughs> listen to join the party. Hey, if you're Joe Rogan and you listen to join the party and you're not talking about us, fuck you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, also just already. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, finally, Julia, come on, we got to court him. Yeah. We gotta court I don't him. care. I'm not <laughs> one him. of Lada's great questions. Uh, if, if you were stranded on a desert island, which of your join the party co-hosts would you bring with you? Brandon. Oh. <laughs> He's watched so many of those survival videos on Delta flights. Why would you not bring him? He knows how to get rescued. I'm astonished. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's I didn't true. even think of that. We talked about it so many times. Brandon put for it company, not Brandon, but for survival, Brandon. Brandon put it in to our. <laughs> he put it into this campaign. He's yeah. like, yeah, Umbi uh, also was on a flight and watched the documentary. Learned that you have to go downward go spiral, to spiral to find right. someone in the water. Yeah. yeah, you were yeah, in there for that. Julia and I, I heard that had later, to get yeah. Brandon. No, I've I've watched I tell myself that I rewatch that because every time I watch it I I don't get to finish it because of the flight length but I've rewatched it like six times yeah like I think you know I it, think yeah. there's some anxiety there that I need to work out that's fair I mean on a plane that makes sense 
<laughs> All I'm saying is I read the Swiss Family Robinson a lot when I was a kid, and uh, yeah. I, I have some thoughts. If I didn't choose my wife. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the answer. <laughs> I feel like I do. No, that's the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to mm-hmm. choose. I would have to choose Amanda. But uh, then Brandon, I which one all, of us would you pick? Yeah, but in can I choose all three of you? No, no. one. Woo! <laughs> you can't. No, um, no, no Brandon. Hey, let's ask Brandon this question every conversation pit. Okay. Because he'll forget we keep asking it, That's and then true. we'll yeah. see if he'll actually answer it. That's true. <laughs> make that one a specifically Brandon question, please. Yeah, make it <laughs> Great, until Brandon you, answers it. He had he it comes up every single time. Yep. Done. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, this is my this is why I'm talented. I turn Brandon's insecurities into bits. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fabulous. Uh, well, folks, this has been the conversation pit. Uh, thank you all in the audience for your excellent questions, for supporting us on Patreon, allowing us to do this and make this show and make a living doing this. Uh, it is because of your support directly, and we don't take that mm. for granted. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about the cadence? I know we're trying to wrap up, but can we talk yeah. about the cadence? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to just do this every once in a while, maybe probably once a month. Did we talk to Julia about Julia? Did you? Uh, that means it's every other party planning. Oh, we'll no. Do like, every two months. Yeah. I forgot. Fourth. I forgot we yeah. did that. Yeah. The yeah. thing is that's important is that we're doing a main feed party planning. Uh, we're doing a main feed conversation pit in the time around Krimbus. Krimbus. So yeah. if you like this. Get ready for it to be on the main feed, and then everyone go, "Oh my god, it was so good!" Be toxic about it. Yeah. Everybody like so. This you're gonna get like a bunch of these. You're gonna get the main feed one, and then probably like another one around the around Kermbus time. Yeah. Can we start a new holiday? Oh, that's Umbi themed. That's Krumbus. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. The Umbus. The Umbus. Yeah. Everyone. Krumbus. For your everyone, put a pawpaw fruit on your Christmas tree this year. Thank you. Send me photos. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. I loved it when Lou Bega was doing Mamba Number Five, and then he was like the umbus that he went. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> I smell good. like green peppers. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> uh cool. Well, thank you again for joining us in the conversation pit, which is the avocado pit of our hearts. Wow. Get it? Avocado green. It's a callback oh um i'm workshopping the ending of the conversation pit so if anybody else has thoughts please do my other one was gonna be shag carping is impossible to vacuum but that's more of a jump scare for those of you who mm-hmm. do live in homes with shag carpeting mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. then you get worried about I mean, peeing on it yeah i suggested a key party earlier and everyone looked at me so yeah i was also no. thinking like okay here's a bowl for your keys but since two of us are married the rest of you are not you know <laughs> so, i think uh, at a different point it was actually Julie and I were married. I think I made that joke at some point. I was Jake. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, thanks, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.